This is a podcast from 3RRR, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Red lights on. That means it's time to go because it's the afternoon here on 3RRR. I just thought I'd say it that way, Matt. A very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Cameron. I, um... What? I should uh, defend myself after, you know, Shane. Oh, yeah, excuse just, me. Just, just cutting, cutting me down. Hey, we're about to leave the building and look what happens. Just the gauntlet gets slapped across your face. It does. Now, I chose the wrong week to start one of those challenges. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to ride to work a bit more this week and I didn't. And I came dead stony last in my own challenge. What an idiot. <laughs> well... You're, you're looking askance at me going, you fool. It's almost as good as um, uh, your current girlfriend. Yes. Uh, Nicole Hutchins. And hello, who, Nicole, if you're listening. Hello, Nicole. Uh, who uh, did a Fitbit challenge, but uh, she was, uh, what was she well, doing? Well, she was doing, that's right, she did the weekend challenge <laughs> and invited friends and said, try and take more steps with me this weekend, but she was running the run for the kids this morning and didn't tell anyone. It's like setting a trap. Yeah. <laughs> a modern day Fitbit trap. Ha ha, ha ha. Um, anyway, how are you, Cameron? Look, I am just fantastic on this glorious day. It's yes. autumn. You can feel it. You can see it. Yes. It's all over the joint. Yes. And uh, I'm very, very happy to say that on today's show, mm. uh, first of all, we talk, well, we, we talk about Vanuatu. Mm. Uh, Vanuatu tragically has been in the news um, for terrible, terrible reasons. And we're going to be speaking to the president of the Australian Culinary Foundation, Neil mm. Abrams who's going to be speaking to us about a charity initiative, but one that looks in more the medium term, because we have a lot of charities that are on the ground looking at the The unfolding horror that is the reality that's been inflicted on people in Vanuatu. I mean, Mm. they just, they've got, there are no crops, there's no food for them for for a year. And there's no shelter. Anyway, look, we we agree it's bad, but um, we're going to be talking to Neil Abrams about uh, an initiative, an idea that he has, which will help out the population in the medium term. So let's have a listen to that. John's going to be back. He's uh, having a chat. It's autumn. He's happy. Uh, He had some pickled onions, which he was pretty happy about. Mm -hmm. He said it still needs a little bit of time. Matt Wilkinson is in the house. He's tweeting as we speak. And, um, <laughs> gosh, he can multitask. This is a man who has so many balls up in the air, and yet he makes it look so effortless the way they move between his hands. And he couldn't keep out of the... Oh, let me just finish. And, and finally... Oh, no, he, why is he here? His mastermind subject is salads. Um, book out of ten... Mm, 10 uh, that he's just done and uh, we're going to be speaking to him about that he's going to be speaking very very soon because we cannot keep him away from a microphone <laughs> and Alice Evlasky Alice Evlasky what can you say about her she's fun she's fabulous she's yes. also very very smart and she also she, has a book out what a coincidence Cameron hey who would have thought it hey yeah. this uh, this little thing we do she's done a, a great little book called Alice's Food A to Z or if we're in America, we go A to Z. And it's, and it's the thing about this cookbook, obviously, it's targeted for children. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah, it mm. is indeed. Um, we said we were going to be speaking to, uh, to Neil in about uh, a couple minutes' time. So, mm. look, he's here. We really must let him speak. And we, <laughs> to uh, Matt, hi. <laughs> hi. Hey, buddy. How are we? 
What are you uh, got in your thing? The Merai Creek Finest Northern Salmon. I'm just admiring the T-shirt. So this is part of one of my Proudly owns your heart. Yeah, it's, so it's, this was number one, so it's the um, Earl of Brunswick T-shirt uh, apparel company. Yes, yes. Merai Creek Finest Northern Salmon in Oil. In Oil. Merry nice. Creek salmon. That's a that's a happy looking salmon there. <laughs> Except I'm in a can. What did I do? Where did I go wrong? I swam the wrong way. I should have took that turn to Albuquerque. Um, but we're going to be talking to you a little bit later on about uh, your book that you've created about salads. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Um, very, ha- very happy with it. <laughs> yeah, you no, should be. I think it's I think it's come up a cracker. This um, this of course goes on from your. Uh, Another tome that you have written, which um, is equally fabulous when you uh, put your mind to talking about vegetables. Yeah, so it's um, um, Mr. Wilkinson's favourite vegetables was that thought process about it's not vegetarian cookbook, but about eating seasonally. Yes, and no better way to look at something eating seasonally than look at the vegetables, fruits growing around you, just like this area now. Like we're getting so many figs, um, and then the salads is really um, about. I love eating salads. I think if I t- could define myself as a Salad cook. <laughs> Salads aim for that, the caterpillars. Yeah, and to use, the, I like the Bart Simpson. Yeah, don't make friends with salad. Don't make friends with salad. Yeah, actually, it's not true, I, is it? I'd never heard of that until some. It's like real men do eat salads. Yeah, <laughs> it's like um, yeah, Finn. I've just had the hooligans. This is one of the hooligans. Yeah, there are. Uh, this is just it, just so you know that Matt Wilkinson refers to his children as. My two little hooligans. And they really are. Like, when you meet them, they are. And we've just been in a taxi. Chip off the old block, perhaps? For two hours. Oh, really? And they've been so well behaved. Really? Just like, yeah, I got stuck in the Melbourne Marathon. The the Melbourne Melbourne Traffic Madness. Oh, Oh, actually, that's probably a good thing. What we're going to have to do, we're going to have to probably leave it pretty soon, but we should actually mention that if you are contemplating going on the... Actually, it's probably all right now, because I think the Uh, events are all over. I think Ironman will still be going. No. So there's the Ironman and the Run Melbourne. It's a lot going Hunt on. Hunt Road is really clear. What? Right? Really? The city is a nightmare. Uh, you know, Hunt Road is really clear. Clear. Is this in, and, and dogs are laying with cats? What's going on? <laughs> but the city is a nightmare. Really? I just couldn't turn around to get back onto Punt Road. It was a oh nightmare. My God. Oh, my God. It's the only time I've actually wanted to be on Punt Road. Yeah, <laughs> and to actually to be heading south, too. Anyway, Matt Wilkinson will be here. He'll be talking about salads. Um, what we're going to do is uh, we are going to play a sting, and we'll be talking to Neil Abrams after Matt does this. Triple R's the station you're listening to. It is 12.10 here on 3 Triple R. A tragedy has befallen one of our neighbours is probably the uh, the best way to put this. And uh, as in the introduction, we'd love to welcome to the microphones of 3 Triple R the President of the Australian Culinary Federation, Neil Abrams in Sydney. Hello. Hi, Cam. How are you going? Oh, look, I'm, look I'm, I'm going good. I've got a roof over my head. I can go to the supermarket and get food, but uh, there's some things that we take for granted in this world and uh, there's neighbours to the north of us who... Uh, been visited with a much darker reality. Yeah, yeah. Look, as I guess, as we all know, and what's been reported in the media over the last uh, week uh, or so, um, you know, Vanuatu was hit by by a massive uh, cyclone, uh, Category Five, and Cyclone Pam. And uh, yeah, the Australian Culinary Federation um, actually does a lot of work with the local chefs and the hospitality industry in, in Vanuatu. And you're no stranger either to uh, to that area as well. No, I've, I've visited Vanuatu what, three times now over the last few years and uh, certainly helping helping a lot of chefs and, and the hospitality industry um, 
you know, we've set up little competitions there um, to, to develop um, uh, the chefs and, and the apprentices of, of Vanuatu um, so, so they can lift um, their culinary skills as, as such. Because as as we we spoke during the week, and um, one of the things you mentioned to me, which I hadn't properly considered, is that um, tourism is one of the major employers and one of the only, not the only industry, but is the, one of the major industries in the economy. Is it not? Yes, yeah, certainly is. Um, I mean, a, a small island like like Vanuatu. I mean, even you know, it's it's pretty much similar to to Fiji and and New Caledonia. They rely on tourism. And the tourism dollar, um, you know, and and we, we as hospitality, um, see that and, and recognise that. I mean, even here in Australia, it's one of the biggest industries, and to be wiped out um, from that is, is devastating to to the economy. Um, and you know, you know, people are trying to rebuild their their lives because their houses have been been destroyed. But looking toward the future. Um, you know, they, they also need to rebuild an industry because it's, uh, it's certainly been, it's been devastated. So one of the things uh, we need to do is to have the infrastructure rebuilt so that, um, so that the training can take place. And there's a specific initiative that you guys want to do. Is that correct? Yeah, look, we, we, we've done some work. I mean, most of the island, and when you look at the education side of it, um, with uh, when we say education, adult education, as far as trade skills and those sort of things go, um, you know, it's it's certainly supported by Australia and uh, and New Zealand dollars, um, and you know, with with a lot of aid going to uh, to to the general populace at, at the moment, we thought it'd be a good idea to to start to raise some funds to help build. Or um, well, one of the projects would be you know considered certainly would be to help the uh the local tafe college there you know the we saw photos of the the roof caved in um in the in the in the college um so the structure is still sound like the walls are still up but the the roof needs to be repaired replaced yeah yeah and we okay. haven't had a lot of feedback to know exactly what the extent of the damage is um, but we do know, you know, to sort of to try and raise some money and some funds, we have to strike while the iron's hot, and and we also, you know, helping the, the local chefs um, as well, just with simple things. They they have the skill to be able to cook for for people on the ground, or, yeah. or help, um, you know, get get some produce to be able to do that as well. So, you know, to help their, them and their local uh, their local chef community um, give back to to the community as well. So the idea is this is a, a, a targeted um, action that you guys are, are taking specifically to uh, to help repair the the TAFE. What where is, where is that? Is that in Port Vila? Uh, yeah, it's in it's in Villa itself. Yeah, um, that might be only just one project that that needs to be done. Gotcha. Um, okay. What we're actually doing is we've teamed up with the New Zealand Chefs Association, um, and um, and we're going to pull. Um, some donations within the Pacific, and then and then um, look at where we can where we can inject that money um, locally to, to help. So the TAFE College might be one. Yep. Um, you know, it might be a simple a local restaurant. You know, there's a lot of big resorts, and and a lot of them um, certainly don't feel the same effects as the little businesses, the little restaurants, and and those sort of things. So you know, it might be just helping helping them out. Um, you know, equipment might be damaged. Um, you know, obviously insurance isn't a big thing in a place like that when you're when you're running a small business. So it might be just assisting them 
in any way. Well, I think one of the, the things that this... Terrible things can bring out the best in people, and I, and I think that's uh, that's a laudable thing in with our society. And I think it's wonderful that we see these um, associations collaborating together for uh, for for a common good, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually gone even even greater than uh, just Australia and New Zealand in the in the chefing community. We've um, we've we've actually, um, or Paul Wilson, who who sits on a subcommittee of WACS, which is what we call the World Association of Chef Society. This is a global association yes. for, for chefs. It has something like 100 countries as, as members, and Australia, the Australian Culinary Federation is a member of that. Yes. Um, but um, we've approached them. They, they have a subcommittee called Chefs Without Borders, oh, yes. Which, yes. which looks for um, projects such as this, um, humanity um, targets, those sort of things we, we've helped... Um, um, diff- different countries at different times um, with, through their chefs' associations in, in rebuilding or maybe looking at, at, at certain poverty areas that we've assisted. Um, but Paul Wilson, who, who in New Zealand is, uh, sits on that, um, on that committee for the Pacific region and has actually uh, looked at seeking a, a $20,000 euro from, from the World Association of Chefs as well to contribute to the fund. What can um, people, restaurateurs, uh, people within the industry, uh, compassionate, interested people in society, what can they do? Look, I, I think, you know, just to get on and, and, and donate, um, to, we, we've set up a donation page on our website. Which this is, is the uh, Australian Culinary Federation, easily yep. Googleable. Yep, easy, easily. Yep. Um, or, or the web address is ostculinary.com.au. Yep. Um, on the front page there, there's a little button that says donate. Yeah, it's pretty um, easy, isn't it? And uh, and then go to that page and and certainly certainly donate. And we'll be putting updates uh, probably in the coming coming weeks um, about about where when we're pooling that money and All where right. that money's starting to be targeted. Neil, all we can do here is just uh, flag the idea um, uh, and commend you guys for doing what you're doing. And maybe what we can do that could be useful is uh, we catch up. What do you think, Matt? Maybe in the next few weeks we catch up with you again, Neil, and find out uh, how it's evolved and, and how it's all going. Excellent. That would be fantastic. Tremendous. And, and thank you very much, Cam. Ah, pleasure. Pleasure. The pleasure. least we can do here. That's uh, sort of what we're all about. We take great pride in being able to do. Cheers. All right, Neil. Enjoy thank the rest you. of the day. Okay. Neil Abrams, uh, President of Australian Culinary Federation. Again, just Google that. Have a look. Donate now. I think it's uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. 12.17. When did you get a move on? We are going to go to market with John right after this. And Matt will be after that. Yeah, and it's just this glory. It's glory. I mean, first of all, let me just describe uh, what I'm seeing in front of me. I'm seeing... The, no, I want to do the jar. I want to do oh, the, it yeah, looks like yeah. a giant Makona jar. It is, it? it is. It's it the is. biggest Makona jar I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Inside it is um, looks like malt vinegar. It's yeah, murky, it's murky, murky, murky vinegar. And poking through the murkiness, a nice murkiness, a little gorgeous white onions about the size of a squash ball surrounded by mustard seed, um, sliced garlic, and John's going to... And hello, John. Hello, how are you? Oh, good man. Yeah, right. I'm just excited because... I know, we're talking cider stuff. I bought these beautiful little white pickling onions, like you said, the size of a golf ball if you don't know what a squash ball is. Yeah, and peppercorns too. And I gave them to someone 
because I know their mum enjoys making pickles and onions, but she's getting on, so yeah. she must have whipped the daughter into doing them. And, yeah. and they did some, and they brought this jar back to me. That's the beauty of my job, you see. Yes. I, I give or sell stuff to people, and, and they, they convert always it. convert it and bring it back to me. Yeah, yeah. So these will stay in a jar till the vinegar settles a little bit, it clears up, mm. and um, then we'll open them up and we'll have them as a treat. How long? Um, yeah, I don't time things, but maybe three, four, five months. How, how do they got to look, you reckon? It's a little bit murky, the, yeah, uh, the vinegar. The vinegar, the the vinegar will clear up, Yeah. and the onions will darken up a little bit, and then you open it up, and if it's crunch, crunch is good, and if they're softer, a little bit better. You go, oh, okay. And then you remember the old days when you used to go to fish and chip shop, and while they were frying your fish, you'd dive into the jar. Yeah, got that pickled onion. onion. Oh. Yeah. Fun nice. memories, it's, um And it's that smell that you sort of almost associate oh. with fish and chips, don't you? Definitely, you know. And, and I've always said, you know, when you get uh, uh, something that invokes a memory of good food, what else is there in life? Oh, it's it's powerful stuff. I mean, we, we can agree with that. Um, John, it's, uh, it is so autumn, isn't it? It is, it is, because I've caught the flu, and it's <laughs> the worst hey! time to get it. You know, a little bit too early for the uh, flu jab, and um, and here you are. Say la vie. We'll kill it, we'll kill it. It yeah. won't kill me. What's the thing you use to kill a, a cold? It's, well, it's, it's too I, early for the mandarin juice with the... Yeah, uh, it is. Although mandarins have started, I believe. I don't know if they're Australian. I didn't have time yeah. to stop and look. Uh, a fellow was telling me yesterday about cayenne pepper and honey and vinegar and stuff. And I didn't get a chance to write it down, but I'm, I'm sure he'll email it to me and I'll try it. So if it works, I'll let you know. The, the whole idea is just really writing it out and maybe just drinking something that makes you feel a little bit better. Anyway, let's um, let's go into this if, if we could, John. The, the things that I thought I'd bring up, the, the one that um, comes through for me that I'm seeing and I was surprised to see the other day was uh, the chestnuts, or as an Italian would call them... Castagna. Castagna. So. I didn't see them when we were walking through the market last week. Yeah. Um, my dad said, oh, there's chestnuts in already because traditionally... We'd go out into the hills Anzac Day, and that was when your chestnuts were just about to drop off the tree. Really? So these newer varieties, they've got so many different varieties now. Yeah. It's not like the olden days. Okay. Um, there's some that start earlier, some that start later, mm. um, some that are huge and some that are small. Some, some of them are really, really super shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's probably when they, when they first come out of that pod, they just... God, they look They're good, inviting. They? They're really oh. inviting. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, if you don't like someone, you say, look, get one, shove it in the oven the way it is. Because <laughs> yeah. Cameron knows they go, ba-boom. Ba-boom. So and uh, you, you've, Yeah, you've got to cut them when you put them in the oven. But yeah. there are so many things you can do with a chestnut. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, all right, very, very quickly, let's do it. Um, show them the flame. Um, score them and, and cook them so that they cook through. What else? Cooked in milk cooked in milk. I liked them just boiled. When I um, was small, I used to get mum to cook them for me in the morning. Yes. I'd fill up my pockets and be eating them all the way to school. Yeah. And then my mates would come up to me when I got into the gate. Hey, you got any left, mate? Yeah, right. Come boy your own chestnuts, yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, get your own. Um, all right, so I've written down a couple of things. We've only got about five minutes left. Um, tell me uh, the things that um, you're noticing for autumn. All right, well, this is a little bit weather-related and a little bit... Um, 
uh, other indicators that are come into the fact mushrooms are very scarce at the moment. We're selling Swiss brands of 15. I believe they'll go a lot dearer than that. Yeah. Um, apparently there were um, a few operators that went broke in February because um, something went wrong with the process and um, they lost money. And it's they, they went broke. Apparently, yes. I don't know. I'll find out about that yeah. later again. So mushrooms are a little bit scarcer. Um, peas got affected by the weather. What I've got today look a little bit tired. Normally our peas are little balls of um, shiny jewels, uh, but they're still very edible. Beans, $11. has been a lot of rubbish beans have been affected by the weather as well. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried about what happens um, up north because now we're in changeover season um, with a lot of our fruits going out, a lot of our veggies are going out, so we're going to rely relying on the northern um, produce. Um, uh, what about it, the uh, the actual uh, nature of the cyclone? It was pretty far north. I mean, it was above Cairns, wasn't it? So yes, it that's was. sort of good. I mean, at least it wasn't coming but through, say, Tully or still, Innisfail. Yeah, but or... still you get the tail winds oh, that come okay. down and change the weather because um, they need the right weather when they do the planting so they don't want the yeah. young plants to be blowing over and so on. Mm. So, yeah, that's happening. Broccoli went through the roof. I'm selling seven dollars. Uh, you can buy four or five around the market, but I paid more than five dollars for it. So, Ooh, okay. you know, yeah. um, and it's not looking very pretty either. Cauliflowers, for some reason, are cheap. We got beautiful white cauliflowers for three fifty. So instead of having green, have white. Yeah. Now go on, maybe you can even do it because we haven't had it for a while. We can deep fry it. Oh yeah, hey, I've been talking to the, the boss about flour. it, but it hasn't it happened it? yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This we, is a little we, treat. You do it every now and then. Yeah, every now and then you got to do it. Life's short, man, yeah, yeah. and it's just so inviting. And when you mm. fry it really quickly, it's not full of um, oil and that. Yeah. So it won't hurt you. Okay. Oh, and another one you can do that uh, uh, Matty O'Connell, um, an Irishman, told me. He's <laughs> also a very good chef. And. Um, um, okay, cauliflower roasted hard with um, with, um, with with maybe olives and capers. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, All right. Anyway, we better keep moving. Um, what else? So um, mushrooms. The uh, we're waiting for the ground to get colder here so that they start coming up. A little bit more rain would be helpful there. Um, what else? Tell us, tell us what else is, is doing oh, it that you're seeing. We're still lucky that we've got the local grapes. Um, some of them are still coming off the vine. Some of them have been stored a week. Yeah. We, we've got all the old varieties, Waltham Cross, which is a big white grape. Yeah. Um, can be a little bit soft for some people, but I love it like that because they're all juice, all mm. sugar. They've got a seed. We've got Muscatel, big black grape, very oh, yeah. juicy with a seed. Yeah. And the natural size Sultana, all balls of sugar. Um, but they're on the way out. From now on, we'll be getting grapes that have been stored in the fridge, um, but still very good. Yeah. Better than coming from overseas anyway. Get them. One of my favourite things to do, roast a chook, chuck some grapes in the... Oh. That is so good. That is so good. Yeah. Now, um, custard apples have come in. We might talk about them a little bit later on. We've really been wondering what the hell we'd do with them, but other than just eat them and enjoy them for what they are, really. Yeah, that's right. I like them when they're sloppy. Yeah, yeah. And um, I love those little seeds that are in them. Uh, apples, we'll be seeing the um, the new season apples coming in. There's a lot of new apples um I was given a bag the other day, and a lady said, oh, I've given you mm. some galas, but I didn't look at it. Mm. And um, Bianca took one to work last night, mm. and she said it was very tart. Oh, wow. So oh, really? might something else. A gala? Well, obviously mm. it wasn't a gala, because they're, they're sweet. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Pick of the market. Pick of the market. Grapes. Bananas have come back a little bit. Three to 350 a kilo. Yeah. 
Um, we've got beautiful pumpkin. People have been buying pumpkin. Uh, it's a sort of season where some people are looking for soup already, but we've been baking it. It's been really nice and sweet. Even the Japanese or the, the um, what are they calling a supermarket? Kent. Kent. Yeah, Kent. It's been nice and dry and sweet. Mm. So Ooh, you can do really? so many things with that. Okay. Um, lettuce have uh, firmed up a little bit in price. 230 for a big, beautiful iceberg lettuce is growing down in the peninsula. Actually, that's good. Yeah. Makes a beautiful salad. Even beside a hot steak, can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, our tomatoes, local tomatoes, are booming. We've even got Murray Bridge tomatoes, a little bit pricey, $6 a kilo, because there weren't that many in the market this week. Mm. But very nice for a salad. As usual, what do I say? Walk through the market, pick the eyes out of it. There's so many vegetables out there, so many new fruits coming along. Time to have a pick. Make your menu while you're walking through great time in the market it's the it's the changing of the seasons you've still got stuff from the summer autumn's coming in and yet the wintry stuff is starting to come through saw my first brussels sprouts up there yeah but i keep saying to people don't buy brussels sprouts until we get a cold snap ah because when it's hot yes they have to spray them with a fungicide every four or five days you don't want to die yet Hey, come on. What do you want to do, huh? Oh, okay, can I do my pick of the market? Yeah, go I don't for get it. To, I, I don't get to do them, do I? You should. I know. I'm going to do one. You ready? Yeah. My pick of the market. Get some of those green tomatoes, slice them up, put them in breadcrumbs, fry them oh, up. Oh, yeah, mate. Hey? Yeah, you get the crunch, you yeah. get the tart. Oh. You get everything. You get the colour. Yeah. Life's good. It is. All right, I'm going to see you later. What else? Is that it? Oh, yeah, we're going to go. Oh, all right. See <laughs> you, hey, mate. See ya. He's so pushy, isn't he? Who, me? You. Well, sorry. No, he's quite right there. Uh, that was a joke. It's right. Matt's oh. looking at me going, ooh, ooh. And what is better than on the radio than a little bit of conflict? Right? I never knew you felt this way. After, oh. after all these years. Matt, you're not speaking, mate. <laughs> it's not. I can hear my kids in the background. Oh, right? so it's, you worried. It's in a, it's, we're in a soundproof room, and <laughs> you can hear my two hooligans just going nuts in the background. <laughs> like, uh, we, uh, I glanced around before. Oh, oh hi. We're Matt Wilkinson, of course, Pope Joan. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. They've just thrown a... Um, for the listeners, they've just—I've uh, got four and a two-year-old, and they've just thrown a chair through one of the glass windows again? of the studios. <laughs> I thought you promised that they weren't going to do that they again. They so take after their mum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the violent Charlie, um, Mr. Wilkinson. We um, have you in. You've just been on tour. Yeah, down Punt Road. Uh, <laughs> which went? How did that go? Really good until you got off Punt Road. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, the last three weeks have been uh, all around Australia with the Mr. Wilkinson. All around Australia? Yeah. Well, really? Yeah, kind of. Um, How did you go down in Cootamundra? Yeah, it was awesome. Man, really, fantastic. Really well. like, they I love saw, you. I saw Mum Books there and I did in Melbourne. Did you? Yeah. Really? Three. Yeah. Um, I'm a beautiful wattle there in Cootamundra. Um, and yeah, going to the US in May on a US book tour. And I'll be in the UK doing a little tour in June. Whoa. Yeah, it's done really well. It's just gone to reprint after seven days of being out. What? Yeah. All right. And, Very and happy. Dare I say it? Um, deservedly so. Thank you. Uh, deservedly so. And I've just... Isn't it funny? You look at something for ages and then you can't see the forest for your trees. I see your dad's suit. Yeah, well, that's... That's your dad's suit, isn't it? Oh, me, me, me granddad's. Oh, grand, your granddad. Yeah. So, um, book number one... It is too. Talking about the last... Well, book number one was about the last 14 years and growing up, as this one's right about now and the future, so a lot yeah. about the kids. And recipe's really about now. 
mm. and into the future, you know, next three, four years. Yes. Um, and the idea of simply... Just wait till they become teenagers. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 Sorry, I did I say that? I was when thinking they, that um, in time. The idea of being simply dressed yes. is about taking your salad and, you know, if you overdress it or underdress it. My grandfather, coal miner, went down the pits when he was 12 to yeah. 67. He was always perfectly dressed. Perfect, like he'd go, mm. finish work, do a 12-hour shift or 10-hour, 12-hour shift, go back upstairs, come home, um, get washed and get... Changes with three-piece suit for supper. And he looked a million bucks. He looked a million bucks. And then After tax. Passion fruit flower on the front, and he had a greenhouse out the back of his, like, you know, in Barnsley, it's a cold area of England. Yeah. And just to grow, not to grow the passion fruit itself, the greenhouse, but to grow the flower because he believed it pulled the ladies when he used to go to the club on a Friday night. <laughs> and not a nightclub, like old school dancing, poor shoes. <laughs> so it's kind Would of like... Would you like to do a foxtrot? <laughs> it's kind of like a, my full ode mm. to him. Um... Yes, and it's called, this is called Mr. Wilkins' uh, Simply Dressed Salads. Uh, it is, we'll get this out of the way, Hardy Ground, of course. It is a superb book. I love salads. Um, Bart Simpson said, you don't make friends with salad. Mm. Discuss. Well, <laughs> I was or, or salad is for caterpillars. Salad, that was, that was, better. that was Finn's thing. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, he, yeah. um, we made a, I made a pumpkin salad, I think it was about a year and a bit ago, and he turned around and goes, Dad, Dad that's not a salad. Salads are for caterpillars. And it, that base thought process is like, I looked at it and just like, well, that's what everyone thinks. You know, everyone thinks salads are just some leaves thrown together, maybe a little bit of vinaigrette, some tomato and cucumber. Rabbit food was yeah. uh, one of the most disparaging things that uh, from the past, I past. would say, that is uh, yeah, come well, through. Because if, you, if you think of it, there's not one lettuce leaf called salad leaves. It's just what we've come to know it as. So, mm. in the book, I give an introduction and a breakdown where I think the word salad comes from. Yeah. And where does it come from? Well, there's many. You know, like with anything, there's many areas. But can um, we start with the, let's the go one back that to the one that I've taken is the Romans salted salted vegetables. Mm. So they sal- salted their vegetables. Oh, not salted leaves. No, no, no. Oh. So they salted their vegetables mm. and took those on um, during the you know um, voyages of discovery. Yeah. And making food portable, then um, washed off the salt and picked any leaves that were gathered around. And the leaves that were in there, you know, anything from the amaranth family, your uh, mustard family, brassicas family, mm. alfalfa family. So all these different leaves that they used to forage and then mix the vegetables through it. Yes. And eat it. Bang. There you go. Origins um, of salad. So in the book, I explain about those bits and pieces. You know, in the introduction, there's a nice little. There's two tips about you know how to make cooking at home easier. And mm-hmm. that's all generally in the planning. Um, and then I break it down into spring, summer, autumn, winter. Which is nice because eating to the seasons is something we should be doing. Yeah, and everyone thinks of salads, especially for barbecue time. It's, yes, it's February. But Have a hot day. I think there's nothing nicer than a, um, a summer, uh, sorry, a winter's day. You've got a, a casserole on and mm. it's warming. Mm. And... You generally then have two or three of the pots, you know, trying to cook hot stuff. So you do mashed potatoes, blah blah blah. It's like, oh, why? It's a bit just, busy up there. Just boil some brown rice yeah. and make a beautiful brown rice salad. That's in the book. And bang on in the moment, you know, we're in autumn. Well, it's and it's so through um, each of the season. I explain about early, mid, and late, and how Mother Nature is not defined by time. It's humans that we need to know. It is spring today. It is. Now summer. <laughs> it is um, It is walking around the markets and using it, as John says, who's, you've just um, come after the famous John from the market. Yes, Finn is still alive, I think, out there. Um, pick 
the eyes out of the market. He's always saying that. So, you know, it's really like, what's what's the best right now? Best right now. And that's that thing, like, we're in right, bang on in March now. Yeah. We're, Chestnuts I've got, a, I've got abundance of still summer. So it's late summer's crossed over into March, which is not what, you know, we define as autumn. So yeah. I've got lots of tomatoes. I've still got zucchinis coming. You've still got green eggplants. tomatoes that haven't ripened? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll pick those off now. Yeah, I don't they're... think they're going to come back. But my eggplants are still happening. My chilies will still go. My capsicums. Mm. Zucchinis still going nuts. But at the same time, my figs, pomegranates, all the beetroots have come up. The brassicas have all started to come. So it's the main thing like, with that Have you got fig, a pomegranate tree? Um, next on Abraham, is what I help um, Just tend prune. to. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm pruning it for you. Well, it's the same thing. This, this type of season, you can see the apples, pears, quinces, pomegranates, figs. Um, yeah. You know, you've, all the stone fruits are, are being picked, but there's still a few yeah. colder storage ones that That's are available. Weird, weird autumn plums will be coming through soon. Um, and you've got your last of your berries. You know, I'm still getting strawberries off the berries. I've still got um, silver berries still on there. It's it's amazing time, and one of the recipes in the book is... Strawberries are really cheap. Smashed figs. Yeah. And um, it's really simple. Just cut them in half, smash them, add a little bit of blue cheese, some vinegar, olive oil. Um, Pepper? Um, salt, pepper, and some pumpkin seeds and walnuts. And it's, you grill some bread, and it's one of the most delicious little lunches ever. What else do you need? What else do you need? Oh, well, let's, let's talk. Okay, so this book is um, set in the seasons. There is the wonderful, authoritative um, screams of the children. No, the, um, the sound of uh, Matt's voice taking you through that, but also, as well as salads and salad dressings, and I want to talk about a dressing, what makes a dressing, what is a dressing, yep. get out of the comfort zone of dressings, but there are cordial. Yeah, cordial. Cordial. You can make cordial. So there's cordial recipes in there too. Why did you put that in there? And thank you for doing it um, in advance. Well, so um, I put there's, there's also like a fruit salad recipe in there, and I use a lot of fruit. Fruit salad the of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I wanted to there's two parts of the book. I wanted to add cordials because I don't think there's any better way to capture the season than putting it in a bottle or a tin or a jar. Yeah. And you know you can do your pasadas, your pickles. I do love cordials. Mm. Um, I grew up with cordial. I wasn't like fizzy drinks, which is really hilarious because because most cordials there. are a friend of vodka too, <laughs> yeah. aren't they, man? But they're also a baked brilliant, oh. so a brilliant cocktail. <laughs> yes, they make brilliant salad dressings themselves. Oh. So in there for some, there's a blackberry and um, bay leaf cordial. Really, it's stunning. And you make that if you let's say you're cooking some duck. And you're making a duck sauce, you add a little bit of that cordial to it. It makes mm. a great sauce. Or, and then you add some olive oil to it, and you, there you've got your blackberry duck juice yes. salad dressing. Yes. Um, I'm just wondering if we get Matt to ask a uh, supplemental question here, because uh, bay leaves actually came up in the conversation this morning, and uh, I was being I deflected it. Well, I just went, yeah, well, ask, all, ask Matt. All I said to Cam yeah. was, was, sometimes when I make my bolognese, I put the bay leaves in. Sometimes when I make my bolognese, I don't put the bay leaves in. Mm. I can't tell the difference. I, you need to use a lot of like laurel. And if you're using um, bay leaf, don't use dried ones. Yes, of course. The, the bay leaf trees that, and use the fresh young shoots. They're the most powerful. But I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm not a massive fan. Once, once I you get too much bay leaf, you <laughs> I will. I hate it. Yeah. Unless it's done in a sweet <clears throat> form. So I've got this roast peach dish Ooh. where you do use caramelized roast peaches. Yes. And that's with the bay leaf caramel. And that's... Beautiful. Bailey so it adds this sort of resiny, sort of basey sort of flavour. Yeah, it's one of those, like, just sometimes it would be too overpowering. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's just rank. But in the context of the sweetness on the top, yeah, it, it's it just enough, works, isn't it? yeah. It's sort of like when you use rosemary, it can be good with fruit as well. Anyway, let's talk about dressing. So, 
addressing. I have my my particular comfort zone is um, you know a vinaigrette. My mum pretty much taught me uh, you know oil and vinegar two to three sort of ratio, salt, pepper, good spoonful of Dijon mustard so that it emulsifies and maybe some garlic if there's that around. Yeah. And that's my pretty much my go-to. But there's more to it than that. Like, you know, the English, for instance, have a thing called... Salad, salad cream. Cream. Yeah, which is mayonnaise, sweet and mayonnaise with condensed milk and sugar in it. Um, I think the easiest thing to say about a vinaigrette or a salad dressing is yeah. it's something that's going you're going to use to coat food. Yes. Right. So let's take the simple Caesar salad dressing. Let's do that. I have that many horrible ones. There's a recipe in the back of the book in winter. I've, there is some terrible ones out there, usually supermarket ones or you know crap delis or even you know big franchise places. A shocking Caesar dressing. Yeah. But it should be one of the most beautiful piquant things. Take Caesar head salad. If you put it, well, you've got cos, bacon, egg, um, yum. You know whatever uh, else off the top of your head. Uh, come on. If you then took that. If you overdressed it, it's going to be too soupy and glaggy. You underdress it, it's leaving a little bit more. So you've got to get the, the balance consistent, and that's the idea of simply dressing right. But if you then decide to How do you know go, when it's simply dressed? What's, it's, what's it's, your it's, thing? It's, it's coated beautifully. It's got a really nice... You could, like, na- cooking's all about natural instinct. And if first straight away you go, oh, it's a bit glaggy, or it's overcooked, you're probably right. Yeah. It's about, you know, like, making sure there's this, a marriage and a multiplication of everything. But if you take, say, that Caesar dressing, and you get rid of the cos and you add rocket leaves, it's not going to be as good. Rocket should be with, you know, an oil and balsamic. You know, that yeah. pepperiness with the acidity of balsamic and a nice bit of oil to, to round it all off. Yes. But then there are some just simple dressings of, you know, water, vinegar and oil. That's all that's needed. So potatoes are really quite beautiful. If you chop some shallots up, some chives, mm. you water olive oil and vinegar or just the cooking water from potatoes. Yes. Strain it off. Oh, that's a nice idea. And throw it all together. Yeah. And, you know, a potato salad can take all sorts of things. But, you know, it can take acid, it can take oil, it can take thick, heavy, deep sauces like mayonnaise, salad creams, yogurt. So that you've really got to think about the product that you use on the cooked element um, and how you're going to balance it right. Mm, I, um, I worked with... Uh, a gentleman by the name of Herman Schneider, and he used to say that if you look at the salad bowl, you dress your salad, if you pull away the leaves, and if you're getting a pool of oil underneath there, you know. It's gone. But I think even without mixing it, like it's, and that's a a quick thing, you know, in the kitchen, like Mm. visually when you're tossing it, the salad, or when you're mixing it, breaking it through the spoon, if it's not coated properly and it's too heavy and thick, you've gone over, and if it's not quite that beautiful shine and everything looks amalgamated beautifully together, mm. it's time to add a little bit more. Yeah, so it's uh, by repeating things and doing things and thinking about things we learn about and also having a someone on uh, just beside you telling you about it, and this is what you've got with uh, Mr. Wilkinson, Simply Dressed Salad. It's about to go worldwide. <laughs> it's gone viral. <laughs> um, it is, but you also bring back... Uh, some things I hadn't heard of since the 70s. I remember my mum used to do this. The Green Goddess. Green Goddess dressing, yeah. Green it's goddess. the best thing. That there's, there's a few dresses of dressing family salad. My mum had a dressing green salad tree. bowl for Green Goddess dressing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. Um, there's a salad dressing family tree, and for each season I break down three <laughs> um, three dressings. My kids are going absolutely crazy. One of them like, trying to get out. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's, tell them off. Just, just no, no, don't, no, don't. No. You didn't hear that. Three dressings, so three dressings out of each season. Yes, um, 
And the idea of them is to go, like, so there's a prawn vinaigrette in, in summer. Yeah. Right? With a watermelon salad. You might not want to eat with watermelon salad. Yeah. Feta and chili and mint and Brilliant. Things. But that vinaigrette is amazing. Then, just to go, it's not going to go into another salad, but it goes into pa- pasta yes. or on top of a jacket potato. Or if you steam some fish, it's a beautiful sauce with some new potatoes. Yes. That's my favorite thing in here about that, is giving the home cook. So someone who's a professional cook who does cook a lot at home, mm. going, these are some other reasons to use these <laughs> dressings. And the green goddess in there yes. is one of them. That, there's a black bean vinaigrette, a prawn vinaigrette, and there's a bacon vinaigrette in there. And this all is, delicious. this is taking uh, Stephanie's rather revolutionary idea of having the, this goes with this yeah. goes with that into a tree. Um, all right. It, it's like us telling about your favorite children. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, point to them out there. Um, so just uh, as we finish up, you're going to hang around for Alice too, by the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, good. You can have a little bit of a uh, thing from your kids for just a little bit longer too. <laughs> um, tell us some favourites. Just pick your top three. Top three in here. Um, the, smash, the smash figure at the moment. Yeah. For my family, it's a I hate pesto salad because I really hate pesto. Yes, um, I remember. Uh, we've, we've, we've gone through this the green, before, actually. The, the green beans tofu, um, crispy shallots with the black bean vinaigrette, I absolutely adore. Say that again. Green, um, green beans or snake beans. Yes. Tofu. Tofu. Crispy shallots, black yes. bean vinaigrette. Yum. Or lastly, at the back, for, there's a winter one where it's, it's basically you cook mussels down in like a harissa. And you make the vinaigrette out of the the cooking juices and then you just throw through couscous or pill couscous or quinoa or any pill barley. Stop it. And another one that uh, I think also needs to be uh, brought out, I think, and this is perfect because we were just speaking of this at the end, my pick of the market for this week, um, fried green tomatoes with a fig. How do we say that properly? Um, Anchoard. Anchoard. So there's, there's two in there. There's a romesco okay. yes. and a fig anchoard. So the fig anchoard just helps. By adding fig, just adds a little bit of sweetness to take away from the anchovy and the the, the, like the oiliness of it. Great recipes. Um, Matt, he knows his shit. <laughs> really, you know? And uh, writes about it beautifully. This book deserves to uh, be part of your superannuation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great book. It's called Mr. Wilkinson's Simply Dressed Salads. Um, you can make friends with salads. Salads are so valid, and you get the cortical recipes. We're going to have Alice in um, after this. Congratulations again. Stick around, and we will prepare to uh, repel borders of small children. On Triple R. Yeah, 12.46 here on the uh, on the trip here. Edith's the name of the show. My name's Cam Smith. Matt's here. here. Hello. Matt, mm-hmm. and Matt Wilkinson's still floating around somewhere. I think he's trying to contain his children. He'll join us. Kid Wrangler. Like, so <laughs> how, how was that out there, Al? And Alice Lasky has joined us. Hi, Cam. Yeah. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? I mean, if anyone can sort out kids, it's got to be you. Yeah, we were hanging How'd out. How'd you go? Well, um, there's a xylophone out there, Cam, so you can imagine a xylophone on radio in the <laughs> background. It's pretty hilarious. So yeah. I, put a, I put a cushion on top of the xylophone and said, play whatever you want. Really? And, and it was fun because <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> silencer. Um, I've known you for a while, Alice. Yes, Cam. And uh, dare I say it... Um, I enjoy, first of all, I enjoy working with you and doing stuff, but you have this great affinity that I've always noticed with, with kids, Thank as you. well as others, you know, <laughs> you do, you do pretty well with adults too, but, um, you're, you've always been able to talk to kids about their food, but never in a condescending fashion because there is nothing worse than, than that. Yeah. So let's just say you are not that. I'm and not that. Um, <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing this for a while. God, this is great communication. Isn't it? <laughs> You're doing Champa- really well. Champagne rodeo happening here. <laughs> and um, 
We've got this book out. It's called Alice's Food A to Z. First, I wanted to ask why? Why? That, yeah, well, that's probably Is that like so, a letter? Right, so, like, why did you do this? A to Y. Yeah. Well, I'm a teacher by trade, so it was always going to be a book about food for kids. Yeah. Um, and I guess food is Halebury kind of... Halebury for a while. Halebury, yeah. Halebury, so I was Halebury. Deadhead of Humanities there. Halebury, rah, rah, rah. Rah, 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 rah. Halebury, exactly. Halebury, best oh, by far. Thank you. It's one of my older alma maters, actually. <laughs> probably giving about too much away. But, um... Yeah. Uh, food for me is a medium. I used to teach English history, food geography. Food is a medium. Food is a medium. Food is a medium. So I would always... What does always, that mean? I would always try and introduce uh, food as a way of engaging kids. And so let's say it was um, medieval history. So yeah. We, we had a medieval day. What are those guys eat? But, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Think then, and then, what that did is it 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 sparked conversation, yes. curiosity, yes. Uh, encouraged research, and yes. we had a day where all the kids brought in a dish from the medieval times, yeah. and I organised a pig Jousting. on a spit, oh, a yeah. suckling pig from Hagen's Organics. I yeah. used half the humanity. Oh, you told me you, you this, blew the budget. The, I blew the budget so badly, and the kids loved it. It was fantastic, and. So food was kind of, I think that it was always, go, I was moving towards food more and more and then MasterChef happened and mm. I went from just being Miss Z to being Alice from MasterChef, oh, oh yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. And I came back to school and I saw my students said, hey guys, how you doing? And they went, oh my God, it's Alice from MasterChef. And I said, hey, okay, I'm still Alice. Right? Yeah, first of all, it's Miss Z. Yeah. Ah, yeah, <laughs> it's always yeah. going to be Miss Z. Yeah. Second of all... Don't mess with the Z-Meister. Don't mess with the Z-Meister. Second, second of all, why weren't you this excited when I was your teacher? I was the same person for three years. And they were excited in my classes, but the level of um, of cachet, I suppose, that, that you get from being on TV is amazing and particularly fantastic for what I do, which is just kind of spread spread the love about Dude, food. It's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. Hey, it's a vehicle. It's, and that's and you, kind of... Yeah, and, that, that was and, my food dream. And do you use the vehicle for good... Or do you use the vehicle for evil? That's the question, Cam. This is what you were asking That's as you take the book out of my hand. Um, yes. But um, so then you came up with this. Yes. What is this? <laughs> this Here is... Here in front of me? I, I quietly I quietly whisper that it's a textbook. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, it's, it's a, a reference. It's a, to- it's a reference book about it food for kids. It is. But it's, it's uh, told in a very co- conversational way. And it's yeah. almost like if I were to sit down with my friend's kids and talk to them about tomatoes, this is what I would say. But this yeah. means that I can sit down with all of my friend's kids across the country, hopefully, and say this stuff. And it's kind of, it's inclusive. Uh, it's, it's Engage, well, I hope engaging, um, but most importantly, it's funny and accessible. Can I, um, as just a little observation, um, for years I had, um, I still have, I mean, it's one of my go to <laughs> tomes. I thought you were waving at me, Matt. Um, <laughs> Stobart, Tom Stobart wrote a book called The Cook's Encyclopedia, mm-hmm. and it was uh, very much a uh, go to thing for me. It was this thing that a dog eared book of just great anecdotes and a great voice about food. And I sort of, I love that book. I just love reading it. And this to me is like a Stobart for, for, for younger people. Oh, Cam. I really do. And, um, (laughs) that's really nice. That's all right. No, it's true. It it, it really is. It's, um, it's a beauty. So tell us about, come on, just pick some (laughs) of the things that are in there and tell us a little bit about it. Well, like, okay. Date, and nut amaze balls. There you go. Here's a good thing to very start current. on. Very yeah. current. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, well, it's it's talking about the fact that dates can be used as, as a binding agent. Yes. And so you, you mix some dates together with some nuts mm. and mix it and, and mush it together into balls. And you've got, you know, people call them bliss balls, energy uh-huh. balls, all these things. But basically, it's just get some ingredients from the market, ideally. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then mix them together, mush them up, and it's basically getting kids to, to play with Play-Doh, but then they get to eat it. So it's a reward. And it's amaze balls. And the reason, actually, my publisher kept the amaze balls in because they said, oh, Oh, we've been using that word around the around the, the the office, and we can't believe that you put it in the book. It must be the universe. Yeah. I'm a big believer in the universe, Cam. So really? yeah, and I think that was an amaze balls moment for me. My publisher actually <laughs> Sue. I wonder if Sue is listening. She, she's been very kind and very patient. This book's taken me almost three years. Has it really? Go to woe. Three years. It really is. And um, and even stuff. Maddie, you want to say something? No, 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 no. no it's just you going. Three days. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's one of the things you've either got it or you've got it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that book. I really do. I think it's one of those beautiful things that you can actually learn things from that you don't know about. Even myself from flicking through it just then going, oh, I could do that with them. Oh, cool. Because it's so important, I think, that what you're doing because you do with such a beautiful, um, harmonious, with a touch of like comedy and realisation that that there needs to be change and kids don't eat that well and mm. through education but fun education you can make that change into food and it, I think it's brilliant thank you very much that's oh my goodness can we just stick around here you guys can say all crazy nice front cover. I don't know who that is in the front cover <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know yeah. <laughs> great teeth oh thanks really really strawberries pearly, pearly I whites. a lot of strawberries strawberries Strawberry. are a natural tooth whitener believe it or not <laughs> Yeah. Do you know that? Matt? There you go. What's that? Did you know that? What's that? That strawberries are a natural tooth whitener. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. There oh. you go. See, there we go. Uh, hey, I, Matt, you know? oh. I was eating too many mangoes then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. But um, um, stuff like okay, garlic, uh, for instance. Uh, who would have thought that uh, the word garlic is actually related to spear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shooting up. Would you lip. like to elucidate on that? <laughs> Come on, elucidate Come on. for us. Why don't I? Can I read from my book? Yeah. Is that weird? Ladies okay. and gentlemen, we're reading from the Book of Alice. The book of Alice. Okay. Are we yes. ready? Chapter so, one. What's in a name? And I suppose that um, in this book there are different sort of categories, and what's in a name are those etymological curiosities that I love. I love no. finding out where things yes. come from. We like a bit of curiosity. Yeah. Yes. The, the name garlic comes from its cousin, the leek. When garlic grows, it shoots out green spears from the ground that look like small leeks. The word for spear in Old English was gar. So they became known as spearleek or garlic. However, in Sanskrit, an ancient language originating from India, the word has far more interesting origins. It translates to slayer of monsters. Maybe that could explain why garlic is meant to work so well against vampires. There you go. Bang. (laughs) It's pretty like the history of food is something like if you... I, I loved history and geography at school. I was yeah. terrible at science, so I don't know why I became a cook, but food can take you on those journeys, you know, like learning about where things come from, and then, like, by saying that as a name, yeah. it's, 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 it's wonderful research. It's actually, and just, it's just little bits of knowledge that are actually fun. Exactly. And so what I really want to do through this book is continue to use food as a medium. So once kids get into the book, they say, well, you know what, I really love history. Or yeah. I really, I yep. really love the stuff about um, how to mix ingredients together, and it's a bit more sciencey. So why don't I go? Can, along can I go that, that way? way? Yeah, yep. exactly. And and I think that it suits kids across all different ages as well. And particularly something that I was mindful of were reluctant readers, because it was hard as an English teacher. It was hard to engage some kids in any sort of reading. So to be able to say to them, so how are you able to cross that bridge? Well, 
I tended to, if it was a reluctant reader, I would give them short stories or graphic yeah, novels. Yeah, nice graphic so, novels, Because yeah. it's achievable. And yep. so, you know, every little page is, is a new goal. Um, mm. And that's kind of why I wanted this book to be dip in, dip out. Because if you do have a reluctant reader in your midst, you can Forget just say, well, just read a little bit. Yeah, read yeah. A, little, a little segment and then tell me about it. And so, you know, by the same token, if you've got a kid that wants to is a voracious reader and reads from cover to cover, just, they can do the same. Just devour it. Devour it. Devour yeah. it, indeed. Just not literally. There's <laughs> no. Well, well, I don't know. There's good. Might be some good fibre in here. But um, there's one thing that we haven't actually touched on, and uh, that is food as cultural history. Oh yes. Boom boom. Because <laughs> um, that is that is a great um, touchstone, isn't it? You mm. want to just um, take that ball and run with it? Well, why not? Go um, on, here, hand up. My, my own cultural history is um, colourful, to say the least. I, <laughs> colourful. Come on. I'm, I'm it's one not of, monochromatic, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. I'm one of Melbourne's um, 158 Georgians. Yes. That's, that's how many there are. I'm one of them. Are you from the States? Uh, yeah, well, see, that's the thing, Kat. Yeah. Everyone would say from Georgia. I didn't know you played the banjo. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> no, I play the balalaika. Oh, the balalaika. From Gruzia, from, yes. from Tbilisi. Mm, ah, um, and yeah. I came here when I was seven, and I didn't speak English for a couple of years. So yes. you can imagine going from there to being an English teacher is an interesting leap. What a feat. But um, the food that... I kind of remember and being a Georgian Jew as well is you mm. know, we had a really rich kind of um, tapestry of, of foods that we were eating and I love that I've been able to capture some of those. So I've got babushka's borscht in here. What's a babushka? Um, a grandma. Yeah. Um, and my my grandma and my mum both make delicious borscht. Yes. And mum would make it for us every night. So when we first came to this country, um, we had basically nothing. The only thing my dad brought over were two tonnes of books. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Were there for you to stand on? Yes. <laughs> Very funny. Firm foundations, man. Sorry, foundations. Good input. (laughs) Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, great. Um, Tell us about this book. What sort of borscht was it? It was basically just a bunch of vegetables, whatever vegetables were in season, yeah. and the cheapest ones that Go they the could cabbage. find. Yeah. And then she would she would boil, boil them up into a soup, and we would eat that every day that we came home from school. That would be our latchkey kid afternoon yeah. snack or, or yeah. dinner, I suppose. Rye bread as well? And rye bread, yeah, yeah. definitely. And smithana or smithana, sour cream. <laughs> smithana or um, sour cream, yeah. And so I think that this book is as much uh, my own kind of history as it is um, other people's histories and food's history. So, mm. and, it's, and I think that it's the same for your books, Matt. Um, you really get a sense of your own history very much yes it's amazing Agreed. I think we've, um, Maddie. We've been blessed here today, buddy, because um, hashtag blessed. There's, there is such a plethora of cookbooks uh, that come out. Some good, some not so good. But today, we've got two really super books. We really do. Mr. Wilkinson's simply dressed salads, uh, just rocks. Double uh, high five. Double yeah, go. Um, hi, Grant, and of course, Alice's food A to Z. See, I was going to go American, but I pulled it back. Um, who publishes you again? This is Walker. So the same guys. Who's do. Walker? Where's Wally? They're a kid-specific publisher, <laughs> yeah. which is which has been fantastic for me yeah, because good. they've been at every at every turn. They've said, "Is this what have you written to make this better for kids? Mm. What will make kids want to pick this up?" It's so, fun. It's yeah. it's really really fun. And I don't know. You can even take this as a uh, just a, a a bit of a, a slap in the face. Um, <laughs> when I first got this book, the uh, one of the first places when I told my uh, friends in the house is I'm going to leave this in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes dip sense. in, dip out because you're able. It's really it's entertaining and learn stuff. Yeah. Um, it's really really good. 
been an excellent show. Donovan Cook, Hilary McNethan uh, are on. Next week. Uh, from a restaurant. We probably won't mention where they are, but yeah. anyway, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's about cooking fish. Hey, I was going to say something at the what? start of the show, and uh, I forgot, and now I'm going to say it at the end. Is that why you keep winding us up? Pretty much. Go. Hey, um, uh, listener Alison called us last week. Just let us know next weekend. Hi, Alison. Hello, Alison. On Saturday, Hi. the 28th of March. Uh, the Country Women's Association Fair is on in Geelong. Yeah. So if you're west side, uh, it's on uh, Boundary Road in Geelong. Uh, jams, cakes, slices, everything like what Grandma used to yeah, make. Yeah, bugger it, even if you're east side. Come on. Yeah, do it. Go, Go over there. It. So next Saturday. That's and on. for all those, get your ginger fluff recipes happening. <laughs> yes. That's the ultimate. The ultimate. Speaking of pies. Yeah, what? Jane has messaged in to me to ask for cherry pie. What's that song? She wants that. Warrant. Oh, I warrant. Yeah, that, that's what she wants. Okay. Yeah. I think you'll be waiting a long time. Yeah. Here, don't you fly? Good luck with that. Play <laughs> <laughs> uh, it again, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't they, anyway, um, Matt, your children, they need you. Yep, yep. And I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I need to cross the road. Did you see that? That was that was Matt doing his little vacation. <laughs> I have a little vacation. What children? <laughs> yeah. I don't, oh, them. Okay. Um, lovely to see you all. Thank you for coming in. Matt, I know we're over we're time. We're keeping Zoran waiting. Zoran's on. It's going to be good. Bye. This has been a podcast from Free Triple R, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.